0: You piece
1: of Swiss cheese. Bunch of low lights. What's he here for? What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Stagger, entire hood. I'm your host, Max James. Tanner Martin is not in studio again today. He's catching a flight what? back to Philadelphia later today, but. He'll be back in studio next week he better for the start of the fall semester. But, guys, we miss you, man. A couple of big headlines this past couple days. Andrew Luck retires from football at age 29. Very surprising. And the Philadelphia Phillies as well. Just now one game out of the wild card. Uh, they didn't have a very successful series over the weekend against the Marlins. Uh, but they came back last night ahead of uh, – Pretty surprising walk off from Sean Rodriguez of all people, who you would not expect to uh, be up in that big time situation. He's but on my list. <laughs> he uh, he had a big hit for us, and uh, it was fun to watch. And T Eagles we're less than uh, two weeks away.
0: Talk on right? Whoa, careful! <laughs> it's early, my man. I'm not quite all there yet. But before we move on to anything, Max and T, I want to address the elephant in the room. Oh, oh. and before we address it, I want Ricky Bow. From NBC Philly to address what happened, what was it, last Saturday? Yep. Oh boy.
1: Take it away, Ricky. Our first name is Philadelphia. Yeah. And and yeah, that was embarrassing. You embarrassed us tonight. You embarrassed Philadelphia tonight. That game was one of the most brutal games I think I've ever seen. Seven to nothing, you're up against a terrible,
0: and let's not sugarcoat this. This team down in Florida is bad. And this
1: Phillies team had a seven run lead and it goes poof. That oh. does not happen in Major League Baseball if you're even a decent, he- a decent team. You lose a seven-run lead early on in this ballgame and then get
0: destroyed. Forget about it. You had a seven-nothing lead, and you had to use a position player to pitch. That- Couldn't have said better myself.
2: Well, okay. um, Before you two get started and get into it, yeah, I would like to thank the 2019 Philadelphia Phillies for participating in the okay, 2019 look, MLB whoa, whoa. season.
0: Calm down. Did you hear what Max said? I, I heard what he said. Our gracious host, the captain of the ship here. Yeah, I heard what he said. What did he say? Repeat yeah. it. <laughs> Don't matter what he said. Either way, it's I'm announcing the death yeah, of it.
1: Yeah, it's that for one game.
0: One game. <laughs> we are one game. Your mic is on. Is it? Yes. <laughs> okay, we're going to act like that didn't happen. <laughs> one game. Only one game, T. We are right there. Like I said, I know the Phillies have been frustrating the hell out of me. I know it's also been frustrating the hell out of Max. But given the fact that we just got curb stomped by the Miami Marlins. I'm not putting up with it. It's too much horseshit. Exactly, Peter. It's too much. I know. But look, Peter, before you lose it, (laughs) other teams around us have have also been losing. The the Mets are kind of – I mean, I don't want to say they're dropping off. They, they, but they have lost a couple games. It's kept us in it. Oh, come, good for you. Comes as well. Talk again. Switch mics, man. Switch mics. What the heck is going on I, around here? I don't know. Um, what a great start for our eight a.m. show. Yeah, well, this is what happens when you have to come in early in the morning. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, we 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 get dropped with the the bad stuff. But here, I'm pulling up the standings real quick. Look, T, you got to you got to calm down, my dude. I know I'm the one flipping out right now, but you got to calm down. All right, I'm back. Because <laughs> because we are right there. We are right there. The Cubs like Max said are falling off. And we are one I game am pissed off. One game. Granted, the Nationals like refuse to freaking lose. For some reason, yeah, they just
1: swept the Cubs, right? And yeah, at Wrigley Field. Here's the what? thing.
0: Here's the thing. What? Okay, hit me. Nineteen
2: with it. to eleven. Okay. I thought I was seeing a preseason score okay. in the NFL. All right, you blow <laughs> a seven to zero lead against the worst franchise in the MLB today. I would say, are you kidding me? I would say, not Detroit only that, days. you lose the series. Are you flipping kidding me? Okay.
0: I I hear you, T. I hear what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down, okay? I see what you're making for dinner, okay? I want winners. I know. I know that. But look, I understand the, hey, if we can't beat the Marlins, how the hell are we going to beat the Dodgers? Exactly my point. But that's the thing about sports, man. That's the thing that makes it special. You never know what's going to happen with baseball. It's funny to me, too. Now, yes, As Max can attest to, this pitching staff, for the most part, is absolute trash. I am absolutely done with Nick Pavetta. Absolutely. Look, I had had high hopes for him. I think you had higher hopes for him than me. I had
1: higher hopes. I, uh,
0: Nick, your performance against the Giants a couple weeks ago, your performance against the Marlins a couple days ago, buddy, It's stupid. I think he's done first. Yeah, I think so too. I still have some hopes for Velasquez. Here, you'll think this is hilarious. I know I'm kind of just tearing the steering wheel out of your hands, but just listen to me. I'm hyped up. I've had two cups of coffee, and it's only (laughs) (laughs) 8-10. You want to know how naive of a sports fan I am?
1: Do you want to know? I do want to (laughs) know. (laughs) Tell me. Vince
0: Velasquez got through two innings of that Marlins game. With two strikeouts and gave up no hits, I'm like, huh? Is an outrage. Maybe this could be a quality start. Vinny, you're looking good so far. It's only two innings. It's only two innings. And then he gets pulled two in a first and gives up. I here, I got the stats real quick. Hold all on. Right, right. Hold on. He he goes he goes two in a first and gives up seven runners and f- gives up five hits and seven earned runs. Got, got one out in the third inning, and then they put in Juan Nicasio. I don't know what this is about. They put in Juan yeah, Nicasio. He, he
1: threw one pitch and got hurt. Yeah, he threw. one Okay, pitch. I missed that. Yeah,
0: I missed that. One pitch.
1: Yeah, he went on the IL afterwards. Hey,
0: play the thing. <laughs> play the thing. Uh, just, Juan Nicasio, come on. Uh, just <sighs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you can't find it. It's okay. No, it. It's whatever. But like like Ricky Bo said, we had a seven nothing lead. In a game, where a position player pitched, that's un—I've never heard that before.
2: And this is a team that's supposed to have playoff aspirations. Max, you've been trying to get me back on the bandwagon for the longest of times now. Okay, it's not working anymore. A matter of fact, it's not going to work anymore. You don't think so? I'm done. I'm done. I'm officially done.
1: I think. Listen, I'm going I have to. I have to give respect to my man, J.T. Romuto. He's the one guy today that I wanted to point out to you guys. Threw three runners out the plate last night. He's been Mr. Consistent all season long from behind the plate. Uh, And you know what? He's averaging his slugging percentage is on base. It's all, you know, across the board pretty solid. He was our only all-star this year. So, to me, this kind of falls on – I don't want to say all of it falls on Gabe Kapler. But, I mean, like you said last show, Reese Hoskins shouldn't be in the leadoff spot. I mean, Mm -hmm. the guy's hitting two thirty three. I don't know what he was thinking. I get it. He he gets on base. He sees a lot of pitches, but man, he's got 25 home runs. He, he's your cleanup hitter. And if, and if he's not your cleanup hitter, what, put him at your five. Speaking, hole, him, you know.
2: And speaking of Gabe Kapler, what's the what's the situation with uh, Cesar Hernandez and Gabe Kapler? Like, what's what with the confusion? I don't because from see, the, from the reports that I heard, um, Cesar Hernandez was told that he wasn't getting benched, but he that he was getting rest. But then Gabe Kaplan goes to the media and says that he's punishing him for a non-hustle play. Okay, now we have
0: confusion.
1: Yeah, I think the player, Cesar, thought that it was just a regular scheduled day off yesterday.
0: That, that's how you start turmoil, Gabe. And it,
1: yeah, Gabe said that it was actually uh, not true, that he was actually getting benched. So, again, I don't know. Cesar's not a great player, but, I mean, hell, he's hitting two eighty-three this season. I want him in this, into the lineup. I exactly. know he did run. But, again... Look big picture here. Reese Hoskins came up and a two-run home run anyway, right? So it didn't come back to hurt us in the game. We just didn't score. We scored three. We scored two runs and we lost three to two. So that the reason we didn't win. I mean, Nola had that one bad inning uh, on Sunday against the Marlins. But the reason we didn't win that game is because our hitters didn't come up. Granite Bryce Harper on paternity leave. His wife had a baby, as we all know. Congratulations, Bryce. But but again, like he wasn't in the lineup. He's been our hottest hitter. And he comes back last night. What does he do? He hits a home run. So, yeah. again, I get the frustration with the inconsistency and the losing to bad teams. I, I but just, we're right I'm there, sorry. Chris. One game out of the wild card spot.
0: Yeah, I, I even though I'm re- screaming about this team, it's because I care. I, I do still believe in this team. Something I am a little worried about is uh, you want to know who the Cubs next series is against? The Mets. The Mets. And if trends keep going, the Cubs are going to keep losing, which is good. But the Mets are going to keep winning.
1: Yeah, look, looking on the bright side, one of those teams has to lose each day, right? They, they do, they do. So, the, yes. so we're what are we? One game back of the Cubs. We are one game back of the Cubs. So we're Mets fans and we're, tonight,
0: and we're one game ahead of the Mets.
1: Makes me sick to say that, but we're Mets fans tonight.
0: <sighs> yeah, but no, Just, but yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, listen, the teams that are ahead of us have to get behind us, and you know right what? now the Cubs are ahead of us. You know what?
0: You're right. We are ahead of the Mets if if we can beat the Pirates. I know we. I Take know what care you of said tonight. I know what you said a couple days ago. I didn't realize how bad the Pirates... Because you said the Pirates have been one of the worst teams since the All-Star break. Yes. And, you know, I, I took that in. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can believe it. I didn't realize how bad they actually were. It's ridiculous. And we almost blew it last night. Listen. Look, Hector. Hector. Hector.
1: I get it. I'm I, embarrassed. I, T, I don't just, even start. Don't
0: <laughs> He's easily been our best relief pitcher this year. I am Alvarez off. has been great for us, too.
1: Even though he had it, didn't he come in last night and get let up? Who who left? We were up, I think.
0: I can bring that up for you real quick. Just give me a second.
1: But it it just, yeah. We were losing 4 2 at one point, and I want to know who gave up the two runs to make Uh, it 4 2. Because I know Al Rez came in. Jared Hughes was in there as well. But, T, I got (laughs) to tell you, I know that you're out in this season. Yep. But, in your opinion, who gets. Into the playoffs. I know you know the Nationals are playing well in that wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Are you liking the Cubs? Are you liking the Mets? Like, is there any – what team are you, it stands it's, out I to I think you?
2: it's going to be a fight between the Cubs and the Mets for that second wild just card a, spot. Just those two? Because no I, I think the Na- Brewers are kind yeah, of out of uh, Yeah, I think the Brewers are out of it. And I think the Nationals pretty much have that, um, that first wild card spot locked
1: up. They, there <clears> are <throat> four games over the second so spot, like, the Cubs. So, like, yeah,
2: I, I just – and the simple fact that those teams are a whole lot more competitive than the Phillies – I mean, yes, the Phillies have the talent that they can compete with those teams, but the problem is they're not competing with those teams. Their inconsistency, as we've stated, on these microphones time and time and time and time again, they keep creeping right back up. And it also doesn't help when you have a manager who really doesn't know what he's doing. I'm usually not a person that calls for somebody's head, but to heck with it. It's early in
0: the morning. I'm tired. I'm (laughs) grumpy. I want Gabe Kaplan's head. Traffic sucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, Max, uh, Vargas gave up four. Oh, gave
1: so up it four was runs. it was Vargas. But was I don't saying. think Vargas gave up all those runs. I think he, he those base runners were charged to him. But I don't think he was the one who gave up the hits. Who came in after him? Does it have the box score there? Uh, Alvarez. Alvarez. He, he came
0: in for uh, only uh, point one.
1: Did he give up any hits or runs?
0: Nope no hits, no runs, no just walks? one walk. Uh, one walk. Okay. One walk. And then Hughes came in for. Uh, uh, Two thirds of an inning. Yeah. Gave up one hit, gave up a walk, and two strikeouts. Well, okay. I mean,
1: listen, I think we found some pieces in our bullpen that can help us down the stretch. Alvarez being one of them, even though he hasn't been great as of late. But I still think we can rely on him. Jared Hughes as well was a good pickup. Matt Morin.
0: Matt Morin uh, uh, might be my second favorite pitcher right now.
1: <laughs> right on the team. We don't really have many options to choose from. No, so, no. Outside of Aaron Nola. But, but, but like like, you yeah. know, we got. A couple of guys in the bullpen that we can rely on in big games down the stretch that I think we all have confidence in, for the most part. And to be honest with you, it's it's surprising because it was kind of more of a makeshift bullpen that we you know acquired around the trade deadline, and even into August. You know, even though the waiver people who clear through waivers, I know there's no non waiver or excuse me, I know there's no waiver trade deadline anymore. Uh-huh. No, nope. but we did acquire a couple of good arms. The only problem is our starters, right? Our starting pitching. Outside of Aaron Vargas, he's doing enough to keep us in ball games, exact, right? Yes. That's all we can ask for yes. out of him. But Smiley, he's been roughed up his last couple of outings. Um, at Flynn over the weekend, he didn't pitch poorly. Six innings, two runs. So he's no. he, he kept us in the game. But, again, you can't, you can't bank on that every time out there for him.
0: No, not at all.
1: And Velasquez, I think he's got a lot of ability and a lot of promise. And we've been saying that for years now. But I think we all know what he is. In ro- he's a four or five in a in a, in a good rotation, I should say. <laughs> I think you're being a little generous. In a good rotation, he's a back end okay. starter.
0: I'll put back end.
1: Listen, I, hold on. Let me let me finish. Real yeah, quick. sure, sure. He's got the ability. We've seen him go deep into ball games a couple of times. Yeah. and when he's on, he's on. But again, like you said, over the weekend in Miami, when that fastball is not getting located well, it could get hit out of the ballpark in a second, and that's what I think he's been struggling with this season. <coughs>
0: Uh, what? I'll put it this way for Velasquez, I definitely have a smidgen of more hope for him than uh, like Nick Pavetta or Zach. What Pavetta? I'm done with Eflin. I, I still have there's still a bit of hope for him, and I think Velasquez is above the two of the, those guys. But that's not really saying much. And then something I want to address to you, T. Yes, I know Hector Naris is definitely not your favorite <sighs> pitcher.
1: As Max wants to it. say. Bunch of low lifes. Oh, now, oh, now Hector, you. Derek, come on. He's been decent. All now season now for you us. find
0: it. <laughs> now you find it. He had a couple
1: of hiccups down the road. Yeah.
0: This is only his fifth blown save of the year. Okay. Look. Look. That's better than last year and the year before.
1: Listen, Just, I'll tell what's you what. He here for? I was watching that game last night, and the home runs we hit were surprising as all hell. But oh, yeah. I wasn't surprised when Nares gave up that homer to Josh okay, Bell. No. I mean, you know it was coming. You know we weren't going to win you that did. game easily. You, you did. But,
0: look, not everyone can have a Lidge year where it's a, j, perfect, okay? What? What? D- in what? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> one thing we I'll, can, t- I'll mute your mic.
1: One, <laughs> one thing we can point out is it's it's pretty obvious that even getting Keuchel or Kimberl back a couple months ago when we had the opportunity wouldn't have really put us over the edge. It would have, it would have taken 18 mil out of our pockets. Uh, but at the same time, listen— uh, we need to find starting pitching because the problem is we don't have any in our minor league system. And it's not like you can just go out and buy everybody. You can't buy everything. The Braves, right now, with their system that they have in the farm mm-hmm. and their lineup from top to bottom right now, they got their start, or their, I should say, their young stars locked up that for, for the long haul here. We got to figure out a way to compete. And I don't really have any idea. I guess you could look into trading a couple of players like Reese Hoskins. Name's been floating around out there. For some pitching. Uh, well. Man, like yeah, – Because, right. guys, listen. I mean,
0: who are you going to put first then?
1: I don't know. You know, it's, I mean, it's tough. Not, but I yeah, I guess clutch. you could
0: look to look to free agency now. I mean, I don't know.
1: Again, like I said, you can't buy everybody. We just gave 330 to Bryce. All right? Yeah. The, the, the truck of money is going to run out eventually. And a lot of people are calling for Anthony Rendon from the Nats, but he's going to demand big-time money. Over three hundred mil again, or close to it at least, because that dude is a a great talent.
0: Yeah, he is. Uh, He frustrates the hell out of me every time we play the Nets.
1: Ugh. But.
0: But yeah, this is definitely a predicament that the Phillies are in. I know you're done, T. But come on, look, this—if they can make it, it'll be the first time in. What math? Eight years. This is the only thing First I'm going to be since since the since, the la, since the last time we made the playoffs.
2: This is the only thing I'm going to be looking at from henceforth to the end of the year. Now.
0: I want to throw it seventy yards to the trunk. That's the only thing I want to look at at this well, point. Look, 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 we're right there with you, but we still, we still,
1: we're we we see, got open, open minds. We're still, minds to you. we're not, we're not straight roading it to the eagle season. Open minds. You, here. you are
2: absolutely correct. We can't straight road it to the eagle season, but I'm tired of the inconsistency.
1: And That's um, fair. I, I and agree I'm with tired,
2: you. and I I don't agree with the management.
1: I don't. A lot of fans. Are just are just or I should say have and, the same exact opinion as you do. And
0: just uh,
2: and the rumor, I know there's rumors out there that um, Gabe Kapler is supposedly going to be safe at the end of the year. I don't see it that way. I would I would start heating up that seat. There's yeah, there's no way. There, that's baloney. I know if Gabe Kapler makes the
1: playoffs, can you really fire him at the end of the season?
2: Maybe, probably <laughs> oh, not. Oh, he'll probably save us behind for one year. Probably but if, not. But, but if the team starts off horrible and the same inconsistencies pop up. Then you need to do something at the managerial position. Yeah. And I, think,
1: I think that Gabe Kapler as a whole, uh you know, throughout this whole season, uh hasn't been the best. We all know that, right? He's made some he <laughs> made some questionable decisions. And your I your do eye. I do put some of the blame on him for this team. Oh, right? Definitely. Definitely have to put some of the blame. I don't think he's got the right mindset in the locker room. He's not Old school baseball, right? He's this new, up and coming analytical mind, and he's really mellow and really bad thing. It's not, but at the same time, you need.
0: Oh, good for you! You need like
1: a. I'm trying to think of an example, like like a Joe Girardi, somebody with a winning pedigree that knows uh, how to win, who's been there before. Gabe Kapler, he's never been there before, right? And and as as a player, he was okay. I mean, he had a major league career that lasted multiple years, but he was never a superstar player, so. Uh, I'm trying to figure out like, what he brings. Does he, he doesn't bring that pedigree, right? He doesn't bring that old-school knowledge. He doesn't bring that uh, winning mindset. That like He has no track record of it. And I get maybe because he's mellow and he, he thinks everything through, he's not hot-headed. You know. I Sometimes mean, that's, that can go well with the GM and, and, and John Middleton. I mean,
0: every manager starts somewhere. I mean, once upon a time, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um, manager for Cleveland. Terry
1: Francona.
0: I'm pretty sure his first job as a manager was with the Phillies.
1: Terry Francona. Yeah, he was with the Phillies.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean, I I, obviously I didn't watch the Phillies at that time because I wasn't born, Um, but I've heard I heard stories about how. You know, he did such a terrible job, and he talked all this trash on Philly, and this and that. And then he blah. left,
1: and then he won World Series, right? Eggs. No, I, you're right. I yeah. 100% yeah. agree.
0: Every, every manager starts somewhere.
1: I just feel like for the situation we're in right now, you know, up and coming, trying to get to the World Series in the next couple of years, I don't think Gabe Kappler's the right... I mean, Gabe Kapler would be a great manager for the Miami Marlins, right? I think he would be a great manager for the Miami Marlins. We he, need a guy he's that's definitely. Stupid.
0: He's definitely more... Uh, he he definitely has a more open mind when it comes to playing young talent cuz i i do uh, i also think that's the thing about some older managers is um they they may not put their trust into young guys i don't know this might right. just me be speculating but that's just
1: my i don't know these guys <laughs> need to be held accountable and i don't think i think people have- have gotten away with things this year. I mean, we look at Gene Sergey not running out balls. We look at Cesar Hernandez not running out balls. If this is Charlie Manuel back in 2008, these guys, like he would pull Jimmy Rollins, who you could argue is better than any player we have, maybe besides Bryce Harper, that we have on this team right now. And he would pull him right out of the game and put him on the bench. Yep. I mean, guys on yeah. this team need to be held accountable. And, and they've really gotten away with everything this year. Absolutely. you know, and, and that's part of the reason why I think Gabe Kepler hasn't done the best of jobs you know, managing this team so far.
0: I mean, yeah. I, I know because there was also those stories about like uh, last year with Carlos Santana losing his mind on a TV because like I think it was Scott Cangry and Reese Hoskins were playing Fortnite in the in the clubhouse or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carlos
1: Santana slammed the TV, I think, or something like ex- that.
0: Yeah. And then I think. Price, Carlos Santana,
1: on a one, one on one side note here, what the hell? <laughs> we paid him three years, sixty million dollars. He was horrible. He hit like two twenty, and now he started the All Star Game as a first baseman this, this year. This
0: is some bullshit.
1: I mean, see, Am I wrong here? You I mean, ain't the wrong. guy is a, an All Star caliber I, player right now. It's
0: the pressure of Philadelphia. He goes to Cleveland. They're not nearly as much on his back.
1: Uh, Cleveland's, a, I think, in the playoff team right now. If, if I uh, uh, let me look, they're in the playoff race. I guess you know would be a better they, way. To they put hold it. the top.
0: They hold the top wild card spot right now. Yeah.
1: Either so, and, uh, and again, there's more talent on that team. Also, I, th-
0: I think Washington has pretty much secured the top wild card spot. By the way, unless they fall.
1: Cl- I mean, they're four games they're up. They're four over games the Cubs, up. So yeah, and I don't see and, them dropping any games. And
0: you know, at, at, Atlanta's out of the question. Like mm, yeah. there's they're they're going to the playoffs. Yeah. So our agree. only hope is Chicago dropping off. We need to come through in the series against the Mets. That is going to. Make or break this season,
1: so I think we need some luck involved, Chris. You, you know we're not gonna, you know we're we, some we keep, Andrew luck. We keep saying, <laughs> we'll we keep that saying later. we need to go on this big run. The run probably is not gonna happen. If it was gonna happen, it probably would have happened already. So what we really need yeah, to is got, just stay the pace, right, that we're yeah, at right now. Yeah, and also get a little luck on our side. Sometimes teams need luck to get in.
2: Yeah, you know? but that's the problem.
1: We can't go on that big run. We can't win 12 out of Good teams shouldn't need 15. to rely
2: on luck in other teams. Yeah. This We're. is not a good team that because we have to rely on other teams to drop off.
1: The position that we put ourselves in calls for that right now, I believe. I think we really do. If the Cubs keep their pace right now, the season ended, they would be that second wild card right now. So we really do need them. Hopefully they play a lot of road games because we looked at that a couple weeks ago. They're not good on the road. So
0: I could look that up. Hopefully, they
1: play a lot of road games coming up, and you know we get some luck on our side. We're not playing uh, too tough of opponents coming down the stretch here. I mean, the Mets, I get it; they they've been hot as of late. But the Pirates, this series, hopefully we can win. And you know, at this point, we can't expect sweeps. I mean, like I said last show, I hope we can sweep Marlins. Look how that turned out. So um, we all know how inconsistent this team is, and hopefully at the end. That's all we can do is just hope for a little luck and hopefully. I want winners. No big time player gets injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because injuries do happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, they got quite a few home games coming up.
1: Oh, uh, great! <laughs> but, they, but guess what? They play the the Mets tonight, and that game is uh, or the, this series is in City Field. So yes, it is. That's on the road. Yes, it is. So yep. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. All, all right, right, all right I
0: still think you should buy in.
1: T, you should buy in. Nope.
0: We're right. Th- it's one
1: game. Nope. It's just f- the fun playoff stretch here. Even if we don't get in, it's the, uh, hey, the fun of being a fan, right, Chris?
0: Exactly. And you also oh, never right. know what will happen. Nope. Maybe Clayton Kershaw will forget how to pitch.
1: Nope. All right, see, I wanted to bring this up to you because I know you're a big football mind over there. Dog so for the hurt. casual fan, now we're transitioning here on topics. All right. For the casual fan, if you, could you look you look at the schedule. There's 12 days left until the season starts, right? Okay, 12 days left. So if you're a casual Ooh, fan, you're sitting there. Yeah! the fourth preseason game what, what what should people be looking for if they're just tuning in and you know even after that looking for cuts players that can make the roster players that and that's the main you thing you know stand out you're know what what looking for the that's the main fan. thing
2: you kind of want to look for in the in the fourth preseason game um you're not going to see any starters whatsoever you might pop you might and that's a strong might um see a starter or two out there. Maybe they just, you know, knock some rust off. But for the most part, that fourth preseason game is about seeing what your depth look like and you know what the young guys look like and you know getting them some reps and um you know get them showcasing their skills on film, maybe not for the team that they're currently playing for, but for a team that could possibly pick them up um and put them on on their practice squad. So, you know, that's the main point of the fourth preseason game. I still find it entertaining because you know, I'm still trying to, you know, look at the depth of the Philadelphia Eagles and, you know, and... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I got, I got to address this. Let's do it. All right. That third preseason game, I'm terrified of our defensive backs. I am utterly terrified because I literally seen... It's like, it's like watching last season and the last previous seasons on repeat. These defensive backs cannot... I repeat... Cannot cover a receiver. They're so bad at covering receivers. They can't even cover their mouths when they cough. All right, Michael Floyd. Good one, Michael Floyd, who played for the Baltimore Ravens, lit a fire on Hawkins. All right, he was he was dominating him like a petulant child, and it was absolutely horrendous. These defensive backs scare me. They really, really really scare me and it doesn't help the fact that they play so far off of the line of scrimmage listen you want to okay you guys keep bringing up you want to put pressure on the quarterback yes pressure bust pipes you want to put pressure on a quarterback that's the main thing of a Jim Swartz scheme is to put pressure on the quarterback but at the same time you have to also force that quarterback to hold on to that football to allow the pressure to get there if you keep playing five to seven yards off the right receiver and they keep allowing free release, guess what? Those two, those two three-yard hitches, those five-yard outs, those five-yard ends, those slant routes, they're open. Unless you drop a linebacker up in there. And to be honest with you, our linebackers aren't really cover linebackers. The one good cover linebacker we did have in Jordan Hicks, he was released via free agency.
1: See, this is why I like you having a passion that you have about this topic, because Chris and I—I'm sure you can relate to this. I turn the game on; they're losing twenty to nothing immediately. Trace McSorley's tearing us up. I'm right. like, all right, you know what? I'm I'm out of here. I'm going to go watch the fills, right? But <laughs> oh gosh, but like I, I see I see your point here because listen, I was watching that game and Michael Floyd, who is a vet, yep, playing. I mean, this guy's tearing us up. Yep, I'm like, this guy's ancient. What, what the hell is he doing tearing our D backs up? Right? And like you said, the guys play far off the line of scrimmage. Maybe I don't know if that's part of the scheme or maybe because they don't feel comfortable being up front and pressuring the guy. I, I up hear so them. many
2: I hear so many different things. I, I hear sometimes it's the scheme, sometimes it's the play call, and then I hear that sometimes it's the players. I don't know what it is, and at this point I don't care. It needs to be fixed. Period.
1: It does. I'm just so anxious to see Carson play, man. It's been so long, and he didn't play at all in the preseason, understandably. But uh, uh, Yeah. I am really looking forward to that. See. Give, Give it. people, Case people Keenum, they see. Case Keenum the starter, by the way, week one. Last time he was in Philly. <laughs> I'm terrified.
0: <laughs> I'm so terrified. Hey, <laughs> yeah. put some respect on Case Keenum. You know, know that the,
1: <laughs> the <laughs> Eagles are only an eight-point favorite. <laughs> I ain't scared. surprises me. I ain't hey, scared, only, Case man? Keenum. I only? think they should be a bigger favorite. That's
2: a, that's a home-field advantage and
0: then some.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I thought that would be a bigger hey, favorite. Mm-mm. Hey, you never know. That's so. pretty much the ballpark.
0: Case might walk into that Lincoln Financial Field with fire in his eyes. Like, I'm going to get you for what you did to me. You embarrassed me. It's ridiculous. And he might be like, Yay. Red Redskins, the four players I can name, let's do this. I mean, that's ludicrous.
1: <laughs> yeah, so who do you expect to play in this fourth preseason game? I mean, I guess you could say Josh McCown because he's only been in, the, yeah. in camp or whatever yeah. about a week.
2: Speaking of which, yo, man, the simple fact that Josh McCown got up to that preseason game, Josh McCown's only been there for three to four days, and the fact that he was able to literally just about bring them back before the game was um, ruled over via the storm, that is a heck of an impression. Like seriously, the fact that he barely knows the playbook and I'm hearing him going up to the line of scrimmage, you know, Ringo, Ringo, Ringo. When you hear that, that's usually um, the quarterback telling the protection, hey, slide to the right. You know, he's changing the protection. He's changing plays. He's killing plays. He's telling receivers what to do. I'm seeing little hand signals. And I'm like, wow, that is impressive for somebody who just got here picking up an offense like that and being able to. The, the, first off, the impressive throws, because to be honest with you, the offensive line did not block very well. They really did not pick up the blitz that very well. Um, they were easily um, they were easily penetrated on stunts up front by the defensive line of the Ravens. Like, it was absolutely incredible the way he was able to handle that pressure and being able to showcase um, what he can do, but
0: also what some of the receivers can do as well. I, I, he really impressed me. I mean, I would hope... For Josh McCown to have that skill, considering he's been on 11 different teams. Yeah, True. yeah. but when you were on 11 different teams, there's got to be something wrong with
1: you. <laughs> yes. I was impressed by McCown to get two hey, touchdown passes. Hey, yes. Exactly. You know?
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm joking because, yeah, hey, Josh, I like what I saw out of Josh McCown. Yes. Everything that I want out of a backup quarterback, yes. which is not, that's not an insult. It's not. I know it sounds bad, but he's everything that I want in a backup quarterback. I agree. I mean, he ain't no Nick Foles, but.
1: What if Josh McCown, um, you know, hypothetically speaking here, had to come in for, you know, a couple of games or a playoff run? How confident are you with the talent we have around him? Now uh, for
2: a couple, okay, of, calm down. Yeah, for for a couple of games, I, I'd feel a little bit better. Playoff run,
0: we ain't going that far.
1: No, no. He doesn't have the Foles magic. No. Once upon a time, we
0: said the same thing about Nick Foles. (laughs) No. Then again,
1: I also said that too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We listen too. We're definitely going to have three quarterbacks on this team, and you expect Cody Kessler to be cut? I assume. Yes. Cody
2: Kessler's gone. He the man literally threw two passes and was benched.
1: Okay, so you're saying Wentz obviously started, and then McCown the backup, and then Clayton Thorson is going to be the third string. Yeah. That's what you know. What?
2: Let's 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 talk about this right now. Um. Of course, all of us in the group text message. um, Tanner, Texan, you know, giving us some ideas for the show. And he came up with an interesting scenario with the retirement of Andrew Luck, which we we will get to eventually. That is so unfortunate. Um, He proposed that we trade Nate Sudfeld to the Colts. Now, my whole thing is this. And this is just my personal opinion. Um, While Nate Sudfeld, okay, he has showcased some talent. The issue with that is... Nate Sutfeld doesn't have enough film to warrant a team being desperate enough to trade for him now he brought up the point that you know the Colts are a playoff contending team and they have all these pieces and you know they're going to try to compete and things like that the thing about it is Nate Sudfeld really doesn't have enough repertoire to, to warrant a team really trading for him gotta remember Quarterbacks are always going to be a necessity in the NFL, so you're always going to be able to snatch something for them. But I just don't see any value in Nate Sudfeld. I see them more or less going the route of possibly tanking the season and going after a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. Hey, you never
0: know about Jacoby Brissett.
1: Well, here, here Chris, that's a great point. And I th- I've is. seen Jacoby Brissett play, and like I mentioned in the group text, I think Jacoby <laughs> Brissett's a fine quarterback. I've seen him play when he when Luck was out that season. He played pretty well. And okay. listen, there, I, I think there's too much talent on this Colts team to really tank this whole season. Their defense is good. Their O line's one of the best in the league. They got a good Quentin couple Nelson. tailbacks, Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack back. Quentin there.
2: Nelson, their guard is a monster. Yeah, all so right?
1: <laughs> I just don't see them tanking, but again, their their chances of winning the division. No obviously a lot slim. Uh the AFC South is
2: way too competitive. That's a great. Oh yeah, there with the Houston Texans it, and the Jacksonville their Jaguars, their chances of
1: making it are very slim. And, and again, the Titans, who a lot of people don't even give them any credit for, they really don't even pay attention to the Titans. I feel like no one really cares about them. I think, <laughs> I think uh, they're gonna. No, no, no. That's not a knock against the Titans. It's just they haven't really been. That's exactly a good team. what it sounded like. <laughs> they haven't really been a, a great team. Uh, it's a bunch of low life. The, the past few years, <laughs> not really nationally televised. You know, so just. You know, the casual fan turns on the TV and it's like, you see, they see the Patriots Steelers, you know, things like that. Mm. Uh, but I think the Titans are my low key sneak pick to win that division. Mm. Okay. I think the Titans really are Over Houston? I think I they, over Houston. Over, yeah. I do. I, I think, man,
2: was, speaking of Houston, that's another thing that we got into.
1: Real quick before we get on the clowny stuff, okay. I want to point out, no one's going to trade for Nate Sudfeld because he's not that good. And I can say that brutally, you know, I'm brutally honest Great. because this is a podcast. Nate Sudfeld's not good. Who the hell wants him to be your starting quarterback or your backup quarterback? See, hey, I'm
2: not going to say he's not good. I'd
1: rather have McCown over him. I, I, hell, I might even rather have Clayton Thorson. Wow! I, for what I saw in that first preseason game. Okay, calm down. I get He broke his wrist, but, but god damn, what the hell? <laughs> hey, okay. I'm, I got more film on Clayton Thorson now than I do on Nate Sudfeld. Okay,
0: before I say what I'm about to say, I just want to uh, address that. I make fun of John Gruden a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare play it. Don't you dare! Because give me a green right slot, <laughs> yeah, spider yeah, yeah. two y banana, spider two Banana. Okay, no, I saw a clip of you know how he used to have his uh, you know quarterback camp right, show,
1: right?
0: And you know Carson Wentz was on it, and you know Patrick Mahomes was on it, and all mm-hmm. these guys. Um, I watched this clip where he sat down with. <laughs> I know how this is going to sound But I have a point to what I'm about to say He was sitting down with Case Keenum oh Back boy. when he was a college prospect mm-hmm. So this is before You know the Vikings and all that And he's sitting down And you know he's he's John Gruden's making this point like You know does the draft really matter Because he, he made like you know, uh, he, he made some reference to, can you even tell me the last quarterback that was taken first overall at the time? It was Sam Bradford. Yeah, mm, I, I guess. And, um, you know, he was making a point that, and this is my point, someone will believe in you. Absolutely. If you show, if you show that you have what it takes. I agree with someone that. Someone will believe in you. I'm not saying there definitely is someone like that with Nate Sudfeld. But there might be someone out there who saw him in college and who's seen a small snippet of him in, a, in NFL action. I agree with that. A, who might be like, hey, a, a six-round pick and listen, for Nate Sudfeld. Why and, not? And listen, I, I completely agree with your
2: statement. Um, I can bring up the fact that when Sam Bradford was here and um, Teddy <laughs> Bridgewater suffered that horrific injury and we were able to fleece the Vikings and train him for that first-round pick that – we use to trade up to get Carson Wentz. The issue with it is, the issue with that is uh, the issue is what Bradford had a track record. Bradford was a first overall pick. Bradford set all those records at Oklahoma. Yeah. Though Bradford was only a seven and nine, eight and eight quarterback. Probably the Vikings viewed that as okay. You know, he was hey, he had some unfortunate circumstances and things like that. I personally think Sam Bradford is a bust. And he has proven that. Never been to the playoffs, never led a team to the playoffs. At most, been an eight and eight quarterback.
0: That is like the most forgettable Eagle season for me too, where Sam Bradford was our starting quarterback. That was a horrible season. I, I couldn't was, tell you a thing. That let me happened. tell you something.
2: That was around the time that I was in love with Nick Foles. All right, and the fact that we <laughs> traded Nick Foles away for Sam Bradford. Let me tell you something. All right, I I destroyed my room. <laughs> The day that trade went down, I destroyed my room.
1: Yeah, but then, but then we made up for it when we traded him away and started win. Y- y- yes, so I made up for it in a long. I agree, time, uh, right? All and I jumped
0: for it. joy um, when uh, we signed I sang him hallelujah. again. Hallelujah! <laughs> well, we signed him again. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I think I already told you guys a st- very quick story. I know you don't like these, Max, but very quick story. Once upon a time, I was in some store. This all was right, we're quitting s-
1: this one now. <laughs> look,
0: look, no, I, 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 I just happened to see. And this was after we got rid of Shady and Nick Foles. I saw Shady Eagles jerseys and Nick Foles Eagles jerseys, and I, I just go over to check them out, see see how much they are. They were twelve dollars, twelve dollars. I hear you for a Nick Foles jersey and a Shady jersey, yep. and I was like, you know what? I really liked Nick Foles, and I got a Nick Foles jersey. Before he won a Super Bowl, with it's Jesus. funny to
2: me
1: too. You know, it paid out in the long run. Because now, yeah, exactly, any kid, any adult, anybody from any age group, anytime down the road, can wear a Foles jersey.
0: When you look at a Foles jersey, do you really go, "Eh"? No, he I won don't. a Super Bowl for anyway. That, I just wanted to say that. Um, but before we get into the Jadavian clowny stuff, mm-hmm. is there? Okay, I know it's very wishful thinking, okay. but. Is there anything on the... Like, say we go with this Colts thing that Tanner brought up. Is there anyone in that depth chart who opens your eyes for the Colts? Because if I'm looking to trade Nate Sudfeld, I want edge rusher depth or linebacker. You're probably depth. not gonna get any You're pro- good player. No, no. And that's the it's whole probably thing. Not. You're probably not. You're not. Not for Nate Sudfeld. And that's the whole thing.
2: You get a like, pick.
1: Get a pick. Right. Six, that's six, the best thing you round. can
2: hope. Right. That's the best thing you can hope for um out of a Nate Sudfeld trade, sadly, mm-hmm. because like I said, he really doesn't have any value.
0: And I also and i am cool with that because I mean, yeah, I mean I, it's Nate Sudfeld. I mean he's a young guy still. I don't mind going with Josh McCallan as our backup.
1: Right, but here's the problem, and and this is just after I got done knocking Sudfeld. Here's my one thing I will say. He kind of knows the offense. McCown's only going to be here for one year probably, and Clayton Thorson ready to step into that number two role. I'm questioning that obviously right now. So I think you might have to keep him around for maybe a year or two down the road. Maybe. And hell, yeah, yeah. if he progresses and gets better, then you never know. We'll see what happens in the future. But right now I think you just got to keep him around.
2: Yep. All right. This Jadavian Clown trade. Um I'm clown. hearing Clown. Well, Was he clown. Oh gosh. Jadavian Jadavian Clowny. It's um, still early. It's okay. Yeah, too. I know. Yeah, I know. I've only had one cup of coffee. had uh, two. Jadavian J- Clowny. You can't tell. <laughs> the the steam is really picking up when there's smoke, there's fire. Um there's rumors going around that he could be traded any day now. One of the teams involved in that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, The Texans do have a need. They they do have a couple needs now. They have a need at tackle. Hence, we talked about trading Halepulavati Vitae. Um, They have a need now at running back with Lamar Miller tearing his ACL. We have an abundance of running backs that we can put up for trade. Wendell. Wendell is one of them. <laughs> what the
1: hell? No one in their right mind would do Wendell. You'd hey. be surprised. Hey. Wendell for the clowny? You might as well. I just... didn't
2: say just Wendell. Okay, Go yeah. into uh, that right. meeting and clarify. I, people like, I didn't say clarify. just Wendell. But, and. Josh Adams. I brought.
0: Hey, sorry. As, I, as much as I don't want to. I I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. As much as I don't want to. he, he That could be an option too. I, I'd rather get rid of those two guys before Corey Clement. But my
2: whole thing is this. And I, I brought this up. Um. A couple of weeks ago, and you guys shot me down about it, but this is something that we need to bring up. Listen, they also—it would probably help them if they added another right receiver to their mix. We have an abundance of receivers. Dude, don't— Do we have a receiver don't, that has one year left on his contract, and I'm not sure if the team is really willing to sign Alshon him Alshon Jeffrey? Back? No.
1: I heard about that rumor. No. I think we should trade Alshon— Al-
2: You say Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> I say Nelson Aguilar. But no one's. No,
1: I don't think they're going to do that. Like, it's, if you're a GM of the Texans, depending on how big this headache of Clowney is, would you really straight up just be like, "All right, here's Aguilar for not Clowney"? Not straight up, but oh, of course, no.
2: Not straight up, but of course, there's going to be some draft picks involved. There's going to be some extra players I, involved. I, I, we need draft picks. That's what builds if, our whole the, depth. And here's the thing. And here's, the thing. And here's I, the thing. You have to think about how their offense is structured. They're, they're a high-powered <laughs> offense. They want to throw the ball deep. They want intermediate to deep-range passes. Hence, DeAndre Hopkins. What Nelson Aguilar will add, he will add an additional speed factor to their offense. Alshon Jeffrey is a good short to intermediate route
0: runner. I, he gets those uh, those 50 balls. That's not really what their offense is built around. Okay, but uh, okay, I don't like either of these. <laughs> I don't like the idea of giving up one or the other. But the thing I can see with Alshon Jeffrey is we could just put J.J. Arcega-Whiteside there.
1: He's not high enough See, on J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I'm not going
2: to say I'm not high enough. I just feel as though like he's a rookie. And you're putting him now in a position to where he has to succeed on a team with good. Super Bowl aspirations.
1: He's he's a um, he's a younger version of don't, Alshon Jeffery.
2: I, I I agree with that. And man, that third preseason game, he showed me some route and he running catches skills over
1: 100 yards receiving that with was, who the hell's throwing to him? Like random dudes that come out of the stands. And his him route
2: him. running skills was some of the best that I've seen from a rookie wide right receiver in a nice little while. I'm uh, not. Max. I'm not. Listen, I'm not arguing that. All I'm saying is, you really want to put. The 50-50 balls in the hands of a 22-year-old
1: receiver over somebody
2: who you know have a track record of doing it.
1: They would do that trade, probably. Alshon, I could see a GM doing Alshon for Clowney straight up. Because Alshon's still pretty young, and he's, on some teams, a number one receiver. And have Clowney come in here? The one question mark about him, his whole career, is the drive. Does he want it enough? Yeah, I think
0: think Does he have
1: it in him to be— that superstar player. We yeah. know he has it, the talent. I, th-
0: I think Alshon definitely does have the pedigree for just a straight-up trade. If you were to do Aguilar, I think you would have to include Vitae. But oh, then, but yeah, that, see? That, but that's but problem. But then I would be like, hey, second-round pick the other way. Yeah. If that was the case. If like, that was I would, the case. I would
2: have to get some sort of asset
0: back. But and I, I, well, and I also just want to ask you this. What's up? You, do, you, do, you go with Aguilar. You you trade him away. Who are you putting in that slot then? Once again, and I still gotta I gotta show
2: you guys the tape. Actually, the proof. I don't know if you guys seen it during the preseason. No,
1: don't say like, a but they
2: ice. actually <laughs> showed twelve personnel where. Um, who was the second receiver? They, they did have Nelson know. Aguilar in the slot, but they also had Zach Gertz lined up outside along with Alshon Jeffrey, and they had Dallas Goddard lining up next to the tackles. You can run 12 personnel with the tight ends that we had. You don't necessarily need a receiver
1: like Nelson Aguilar in this Eagles offense. If you could script a perfect setting and a perfect playmakers on this team, if you can just write down and write out a perfect football team, that would be the Philadelphia Eagles, right? A perfect quarterback. The do it all type of quarterback. We got a slot, a perfect slot guy, perfect size and speed in Aguilar. We got a big threat, speed on the outside. The dude can just catch bombs all day and run past. That's Deshaun
0: Jackson, if you don't know. <laughs> the do it
1: all tight end in Zach Ertz. And the guy can block now. The guy can pick, catch passes. And the go up and get it type wide receiver. I mean, everything is just laid out perfectly. I, I don't want to touch anything on this offense. And the offensive line, I know Vitai is now in there at guard because Brandon Brooks isn't fully healthy yet, obviously, after coming off of that torn Achilles mm-hmm. in the uh, in the playoffs last year. But he will be back hopefully very shortly. Uh, that's what they say. They say Baitai, God, he's so valuable because listen, the one year we won the Super Bowl, Peters was out. He stepped in fine. Ver-
2: tackle. whoa, whoa, whoa. I won't say fine. What they had to do was they had to make some major adjustments. They had to start chipping that edge yes, um, that but edge. He, rusher.
1: As a what was he a second year player at the time? Yeah. yeah. I mean man, for yeah. a second year guy now, did, Super
2: Bowl run? Did I mean, he football? hold now did he hold his own while we went on that Super Bowl run? Yes. Absolutely, but pass blocking is not his good his thing. It's just not. Yeah, I agree. He's a better road grader, excellent road grader. Not as, a as of fact.
1: athletic, but just a bigger body. That's why he's a guard right now, fertile run blocking yep. ability. And we still have Peters on the outside. We still have Johnson on the outside. I mean, do you really want to touch any of this? I mean, what we really need, or I should say, do you really want to touch any of this offense? I mean, when we could get Clowney, I get it. It would. Be a significant and upgrade. If you've
2: seen the way our defensive ends are playing and you looked at the depth chart, the at uh, the names of our defensive ends, um, it really doesn't hurt to add a Jadavian Clowney. It Let's, really does We doesn't.
1: really just need to weather the storm with the defense. When we won the Super Bowl a couple years ago, we just outscored teams. You
2: say weather the storm now, but then there's going to be a game where you score like over 30 points and that defense gives up 40 points. And then you're gonna, we're going to come back in here. I'm going to say I told you so. We need some doggone defense up in this piece. We
1: gave you're up, just going to sit there and you're going to accept it. We gave up over <laughs> 500 passing yards to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and won. Gave up over 30 points. How many times do you we think gave, that's going to happen? We score more points. Just score. I mean, I, remember the Denver Broncos game the year we won the Super Bowl? We just put up like 52. We won 52 that was to 3. Was My coach game. drilled Just it. score the points. It's My coach- like.
2: My coach drilled this into us. Offense wins games, defense wins championships. Yeah, All right? I get that what, saying, yeah, what, yeah. What, what ultimately won us the won the Philadelphia yeah, Eagles the there, Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, the greatness the play, of Nick Falls. Not just on, that. Talki- know
1: I'm talking, talking about, about
2: the Brandon Graham sack. Yeah. I know, I know. That was the ultimate play. Brandon that Graham we don't Bowl. believe in. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> that was the play that won that won the, the Philadelphia Eagles the Super Bowl.
1: Ultimately. Alright. And Those guys are still on this team. True. So I think we're going to be fine. Okay.
0: There is... You think
1: if... All right. The only way, the only way something bad happens here is an injury. And injuries just happen. You know, you can't control what injuries do. But if you're looking at this team on paper right now, I'm more concerned about the D-backs than I am about the line. Because the line, the the tackles can get to the quarterback. We've seen Fletcher Cox do it before. And Malik Jackson as well. Timmy Jernigan's back on this team. Right? Mm -hmm. Benny Curry's back as well. I just feel like... The D backs are, you know, a bigger question mark than the defensive line is.
0: All right, uh, and then I know I'm kind of just changing the subject, but there's still a small part of me that is concerned about Carson Wentz. I know he's healthy. I know he's looking good in practice, but like you said a couple days ago, he is kind of the biggest question mark on this team, and that because oh, like, sure, like, sure. uh, I I know I, I know everything is. Saying that the Eagles are the favorite for the division and all this and all that. But that's with Nick Foles. Or <laughs> Carson Wentz. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. He didn't mean to do I, it. He no, didn't mean to do, I mean to do it. it. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. I just you it's know stupid. I just have the legend on my mind. Yeah, just, um but I New big dummy because I'm still not com- I am still not confident that he can play a whole season. I, until I see it.
1: You I'm, have I'm, You have seen it 2016 is a fucking year you Yeah have. How many years ago was that? Don't before, all, before all those injuries
0: it's true but, but, you've all those injuries. but you've seen it Before all those injuries But you've seen it Before all those injuries But you seen it And Bef- that's the whole point Before he screwed up his leg And broke his back Okay
2: Stop poking the dog on bear what,
0: what, Why did Andrew Luck retire? Please tell me Andrew Luck retired Because injuries. the injuries Caught up to him Yep and
2: also, he's a person that's made over $90 million, so at this point, why does he have to risk his body even more? You're not
0: wrong.
1: And you know, I completely agree with in, his in decision. In all seriousness, though, what if once just said, all right, I'm going to retire today? Funny part
2: is, I, uh, I, was actually, I actually saw an article by Marcus Hayes in the Philadelphia Inquirer about that, and I got so pissed off when I seen that, because I'm like, please don't plant that idea if in that people's
1: If think, I think I would just retire as a fan. <laughs> Me be. and Carson are going to retire together.
0: Hey. Ha- 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 <laughs> Hang up your custom Eagles jersey in your room. Re- oh wait, no, that's T.
1: Was that a
2: was that a shot at me? Was that a really sh- was, that, was that really a shot at me? That was cute. T, I'm just
0: wondering, who is Thud? Never heard was of. Was that like a wise ass comment? No, I'm being dead serious. Never heard of him. <laughs> hmm. No, but about this Andrew Luck retirement. It's so unfortunate, but I you know, I'm also happy for the guy just cause he, he can live his life now and not have to worry about the stress. Uh, <laughs> keep it together professional, professional. Um, he doesn't have to worry about the stress Stress is an outrage all right guys just, stress just you of, know. stress of the football season
1: the, the, all right Chris the, I think it's about time to shut it down the filter on Max's mic came off No. Funny.
0: We, hey we still got 10 minutes we started late <laughs> we are going the hour <laughs> but no, no I I, I It's unfortunate, the Colts fans' reaction, but I also think it's a natural reaction just because this is your guy who was supposed to be—he took the reins from one of the best quarterbacks of all time, Peyton Manning. He did. And he was—he looked amazing. Yes, he did. He was such a talented quarterback, and it's so—
2: And think about that draft class. That was Andrew Luck. That was Robert Griffin III. I think Ryan Tannehill also came out in that draft, and man. then in the third round you have Russell Wilson and you have Nick Foles. The crazy part is the third rounders are the only ones that has got Super Bowls out of that draft class, which I think is hilarious. Nick Foles, man. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, but yeah. That and you know, and it's unfortunate, but when you lose the love for something. Why should you continue doing it exactly? And if the injuries keep catching up, and if your body is hurting, and you feel as though your body um, you're at risk of you know, your body just not doing what it's supposed to do, then look, you need to walk away from it. And I'm not mad at him for that. Andrew Luck doesn't know the fans anything, all right? So, look, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, Max just showed me a picture of a fan, and you know what, I got something to say. <laughs> I had something to say about you so called NFL Indianapolis Colts fans that booed Andrew Luck when the news broke. I all am right? Pissed off. That was disgraceful. All right? That was one of the most disgraceful acts I have ever seen. How dare you?
1: That's frustrating. Boo a quarterback as a fan. who's
2: been through injuries. Something this man has gone through wars you guys can only imagine. Okay? If his body can't do it anymore, respect his decision. He owes you absolutely
0: nothing, okay?
2: That was absolutely
0: horrible. Well, okay, T. If I can play devil's advocate, do you, is, man, all right. I'm if, it, if it happened in Philadelphia, do do, do you not think it, the same thing would happen? It doesn't matter if it's Andrew Luck or Carson Wentz or make up some football player in your mind who is the star of your team, the face of the Eagles, who. In the third preseason week, says, Oh, yeah, I'm retiring. You don't think that Philadelphia would have the same reaction? I think they would. I honestly think, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I I straight up, I don't know. I don't know what I mean, their it is. It be. also depends on, you know, how good the player was and if he brought success to the team. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> if Andrew Luck were to win a Super Bowl with the Colts before he retired and that happened. It, I that don't wouldn't be it, the reaction. I don't think it would be the reaction. That would not know, be the reaction. I know we're dealing with hypotheticals here, but yeah. It there, it there was a huge part of me that cringed when I saw that, just because... I know Andrew Luck is a nice guy. I mean, I saw the, a video that was put together of every time he got, like, he got sacked a bunch of times, and each time he's like, hey, good hit, buddy. Mm. You know? Because hey, that's just the guy he is. He's a nice guy, and he was extremely talented. No doubt. And, look, I know we're being robbed of that talent, but it's for the good of Andrew Luck. I agree. And it makes me sad, but Jacoby Brissett <laughs> will come through, I'm sure. I mean, and look, uh, listen. I'm sorry for yelling in everybody's
2: ears, but I was just so passionate about that because, the, listen, the booze probably came from fans that's never ever played a snapping football. They've never yeah. had to go through, you know, the recovery process of going through a war for three hours, you know, getting your body banged around, getting abused, getting hit in the head, stomped with metal cleats on. You've never had to go through that. And the fact of the matter is that you guys booed because this man made a decision to choose his life over a life that he could possibly end up in a wheelchair. That's man, I gotta respect that. Like, come on now, this man dedicated his life to you. the The least thing you can do is give him a, give him a standing ovation. Give him that respect, please. You know, We're saw, better than this as human beings.
1: I saw a stat yesterday. Uh, I guess it's not a stat, but uh, you know, just an observation. Tom Brady outlived, football term speaking, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, and then Peyton Manning's successor, Andrew Luck. Pretty crazy. And that's true. When you think about it.
0: But also, look he's at— not, He's not—he's clearly not a <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, I don't think Tom Brady's he's, human at this
0: point. He's, he, like I said, he's Area 51's first ridiculous. public experiment.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, um, I'm sorry I had to go awful like that, but I was really passionate about that. No, yeah, it, it, it's, it understandable,
0: was, it's understandable. It's understandable because, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, but I, you know and what? it's depressing for me, too, because I'll be honest. If I had to tell you guys who my second favorite team is, it is the Colts because I grew up in Indiana. And, I, know a lot and of, I have a soft spot for the Colts.
2: I know a lot of Colts fans, and, y- yes, they were disappointed that, you know, Andrew Luck just all of a sudden retired, but they took it with class. My friends took it with class. They were like, you know, hey. Look, it was his decision. You know, we just got to move on without I, him. I also, I also
0: think it's kind of a peer pressure thing in terms of the people in the stadium. Because you're going to hear the guy, ne- the drunk jerk next to you boo. And you're going to be like, I'll add to it. Boo! And I, I, I don't know how many times I've seen it in Philadelphia. I'll boo for no reason. I'll boo just because the people behind me are booing. <laughs> I'm not even kidding I'm not even kidding I just go ah oh, the hell with it at least you admit boo! it
1: at least you admit it no, but, uh, the, but then I also what? have
0: I also have my moments where I start the booing too Okay, oh, you piece of Swiss cheese don't act like you haven't done it too I, I don't whatever you know what you know what get off your high horse I don't horse usually page. boo
1: unless <laughs> it really calls for right
2: know. right it, Right. you have to really do something
0: extreme for me to boo seriously like lose a 7 nothing lead
1: yeah. And oh,
2: I was I was doing more than Boeing.
0: Lose nineteen to
2: eleven. I was doing more than Boeing. Cause you guys, you know, you guys really made a compelling argument to me last week. And I
0: was like, Dang, I gotta maybe I gotta fall back in.
2: And then that, and then the Marlins game
0: happened. And I was like, oh nope, screw it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that was really I'm out. That was severely unfortunate.
2: All right. It was. All right. All right. Shut it down. All right. All right.
0: Well, hey, you gotta do your thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. All right. You missed any of today's episode, you can always go to Philly Dash Experience dot we are available on all major platforms google play apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, radio and more download rate subscribe let us know how we're doing you can reach us on twitter at the philly one on twitter this is our new time every tuesday from 8 a.m to 9 a.m if you can't get up that early like i said you can catch and download anything that you missed on
0: the website Hey and yeah, hey! Communicate with us if you're following us on Twitter or if you if you subscribed on YouTube. Leave a comment. I'm I'm, I want to hear from you guys. Come on, talk trash on me. I don't care. I talk. Actually, I will. I'll kind (laughs) of care.
2: I talk trash on you all the time. You don't care.
0: You make a good point there. (laughs) All right, everybody. Every Tuesday, we'll see. Pisses me off. We'll see you next Tuesday.
1: What is going on back there? Boots.
0: To asses. I'm not putting up with it. It's too much horse. Shit. It's too much.